0: Um, this message this morning, I'm going to tell you a story. I was driving down the freeway the other day, and I passed this truck, and it had these big flashing signs, and it had a huge piece of equipment on it, and it said, Oversized Load, and, uh, okay, all right, Oversized Load, there it is, um, if you, oh, this is a good plug for our app. If you go to the app, if you, you guys don't know, we have a church app. You can download the church app. I don't know if putting Louisa on the spot here. You can, there it is right there. You, uh, well, those are ways to give, but okay. Um, that's also our, you can take, oh. Uh. <laughs> okay, let ushers, make your way forward. we are going to take the offering. No. no, we have an app. He he'll He'll find it here in a second. I'll put him on the spot. But you can download our app, and everything that you need to know to be plugged in here at 360 Church is on our app. And if you have our app and just hit the refresh button, you'll see a, a, a cool picture <laughs> right there. Um, that's not the truck that I saw, uh, but it was v- very similar. And so I was driving down the freeway, and I seen this truck, and, and it said oversized load, and, and it, it took up more than one lane, and we had to to you know, ease your way around it. And uh, as I was... Uh, Driving, I, feel, I, I always do this as I drive, the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and, and I see things, and, and I, the Holy Spirit just I, it speaks to me and, and through things like that. And I saw this truck, and I thought, I feel like that truck sometimes. I feel like the weight of the world is upon me. I feel like that I've put so much on to uh, what I can carry onto my back, and sometimes I should have a sign and flashing lights hanging all around me that say, oversized load. Be careful, right? Anybody feel like that this morning? Anybody uh, have those moments in your life where you feel like you just need to hang a sign? Now, I'm not talking about, listen, if y'all making fun of my weight, we're going to fight, all right? I am, I'm not talking about that oversized load, all right? I know I need to l- lose a few LBs, okay? I need, to, I need to be in the gym. I need to cut back on some Chick-fil-A. I need to go to Popeye's instead. No, I'm just kidding. I, haven't, I have not tried the new Popeye sandwich yet. How many have tried it just by a show of hands? They're all sold out. Okay, well, okay. So, uh, yeah, um, I haven't tried it yet, but I know people that are conflicted right now because they're pro-Chick-fil-A, but they tried the new Popeye sandwich, and now they're just conflicted. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll have to, we'll, we'll judge that. When, it, when the time comes. But, like, I need to lose some weight. So I'm, That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those things that we put on our plate, those things that we take on, right, that weigh us down, the things that are uh, responsibilities, in the, and then as we go through life circumstances, having we pick these things up, right? Does anybody relate to that? Or is it just me this morning? Okay. So before we get into this, I want to say this because I didn't hit it yet. How many were here last Sunday and just had the time of their life? What an amazing Sunday it was. Last Sunday, you guys, this, this looked a little different. We had a, we had a, 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 a baptismal here, a.k.a. Uh, a portable hot tub, and uh, filled it up, and I had the water at 96 degrees. Not too hot, not too cold. If you were baptized and I had the water perfect, raise your hand. Come on, Jonathan. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, It was perfect. Uh, the temperature was perfect, not too cold, not too hot, and uh, we got to baptize some folks, our first 360 baptism service, and uh, and then after that, we got to go out to the park, and we had our church picnic, and we grubbed, and uh, had a chipping contest, and uh, fun games, and barbecued, and ate, and how many left there full? If you didn't leave their full, it was your own fault, because there was way more food <laughs> than we had, so uh, we had a lot of food left over. Amen. Hey, man, so I'm, I will always that will always be our first right It will always be, always be our first 360 baptism service. I always remember it. so if you're a part of it, you' you were the first you're, you know, it was an amazing Sunday and I'm just excited so we celebrate with you for those uh, of you that got baptized. So here we go. I I, I I saw this and I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say sometimes your load is so heavy and you put so much on, your plate, to carry, and you were never meant to do that. You were never meant to carry that load. And, and, and I would just begin to, to let the Holy Spirit speak to me through that. So when I feel overloaded, what happens in, the, in that picture of this trailer and this truck going down the freeway and people, so number one, when you carry a load that's too big for you, that's too heavy, number one, you impede progress. You impede progress, not just for yourself, but for all those around you, right? You, you, you slow traffic down, right? People have to, have to be careful and, and, and maneuver around you, right? See, we were never meant to carry that load. We were never meant to carry a load so heavy and so big that where we impeded progress. We impeded the progress of our life. We, we slowed ourselves down. Jesus never created us to be that way. If I, if I went around the room, here's the deal. See, I know you guys. I know you're just like me. If I went around the room, we could talk about your load. We could talk about what you carry each person in here has something that they would, that that has a story. Maybe maybe you're not necessarily going through it right now, but maybe there's a time in your life where you just put too much on your plate, put too much on your trailer, right? And and, and you loaded yourself up, and you just, and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't on purpose, maybe just as circumstances happen and things happen, and just you, you, you looked and you're like, I have too much. I'm loaded down too much. There's, too much, and I'm feeling this heaviness, this burden. I've been in a season, my wife and I have been in a season right now. In fact, if, if uh, there's an idea that you have to take up just a little bit more of my time, I welcome it. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, thank you for laughing, Angela. I, I honestly don't have any more time on my plate. I, I don't like what in one year we've gone from. So I work a full time job, right? It's a family business. So sometimes I don't have set hours. My phone will ring in the middle of the night. Uh, so so doing that and then uh, becoming the pastor of th- uh, 360 Church Innovation Church, becoming 360 Church and, and all the, the changes. How many have noticed there's a few changes that have happened around here in the past few months? <laughs> Right, you pull up and there's less cars in the parking lot. <laughs> Spoken like a true pastor, right? Uh, we change the time. There's, I mean, just there's so many things: the the logo, the signs, all of the different things, that, even the structure. If you don't, if you've never experienced our Dream Team Rally, next steps is. Next door at 1130. Get plugged into that. It's the neck, It's our grow tracks. What We call grow tracks. It's step one. Listen, become a part of our dream team rally. You're missing out. If you we, at nine o'clock, we have a party in here. So that's 45 minutes before service starts. The party starts. Our dream team rally. Uh, it, it's all of the people who serve in every ministry. We get together in here and the music's bumping and there's a couple people dancing and we're just having a good time. Uh, And we just uh, we talk about the day and what to expect and and here's the thing I want to share with you You get a little inside scoop we get to share with uh, each other why we do what we do Like we we don't just come together to to feel good and have a good time We have a whole city that's waiting for what we have See and I I say this almost every Sunday there's a reason why these are on your their chairs guys There's a reason why you'll see these on uh, almost every seat every other seat pick those up. Those cards are for you to take with you and to pass out to invite people to church because I think we're the best kept secret in Stockton. I really do. I believe that everything that someone would need in our city is right here in the house, that you carry it. And then when you leave these walls, when you leave these doors, you go out there and we make it easy for you to invite someone. It has everything on the back, 945, has our address, uh, you, and, and the idea is so that when you come here on Sunday, we want you to get plugged in to the other connection points, right, during the week. So, so those connection points begin with Grow Track. Step one, right, is today. It's in, at 1130. And in that, you will, uh, you will become a partner of 360 Church. You will learn about our history and why we do what we do. And you'll learn about our vision. We have an incredible vision here. Get ready get ready. These seats will not stay empty long. And I'm not going to just do it. You guys are going to do it. There's some of you that invite, invite, invite. And there's some of you that haven't invited anyone yet. And the time is coming where you will, and you will invite and they will come and they will have an encounter with Jesus. They will have an encounter with his presence they will have an encounter, but most of all, they will encounter the Father's heart through community and through relationship. We're all about relationship. We're all about people. We love people. You, you'll see that on our, on our screen. It says 360 Church. We love people. Why? Because Jesus loved people. Jesus didn't seclude himself. He came to earth to be with people. He injected himself into society. And he hung out with people and he got dirty with them. He got down where they were to their level and he, he did life with them. And so he loved people and we're going to do that as well. We love people. Can I get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So some of you came in here this morning and it was written all over your face and your countenance. And you might as well have a sign over you that says oversized load. Now, not all of us are in that season, but some of you are, and I'm speaking to you this morning, and then I'll speak to the rest of you in faith when you reach that point. Because it is a progressive thing. It comes and goes. There are seasons in our life where we feel overwhelmed. We feel overwhelmed. And some of you came in this morning and you might have had a sign over you. You might as well have had a sign blinking that says, oversized load. Turn to Matthew. Chapter 11, verse 28, and if you have your smartphone, you can pull that out. It's going to be on the screen as well. No one really carries their Bible anymore, right? Okay, thank you, Pastor Angela. That's why you're a pastor here at 360 Chair. That's right. You want to know the criteria of being a pastor here? Carry a Bible, like not a Bible app. Carry a Bible and open it and use it. Preach from it. That's what I'm talking about. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. There's going to be a message slide coming up here. Your soul is made up of your mind, will, and emotions, your feelings, desires, affections, etc. So, in that scripture, it says, You will find rest for your souls. The, the, the Greek word there is, it looks like how the, our word psych, right? Like how we would spell psych, but it's, it's pronounced suke, right? And in that word, it means your mind, will, emotions, the seat of your feelings, your desires, affections, aversions. It's what we would call our heart when we're talking about, like, us, right? Like, my heart. Like, if I said, oh, my heart is about this situation, that would be what I'm talking about, right? See, it's not necessarily talking about your physical body. He's talking about your innermost being, right? See, we're spirits, we're spirit beings, but our souls, are our mind, will everything that makes up that 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 makes us us, right? Is everything else, right? And he says, he says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now we read that, and it sounds great, right? It sounds wow. I mean, how many know that scripture? Probably most of you know it by heart, and it says. But, but when we find ourselves asking, okay, how? Okay, Jesus, I hear you, and you say, come to me, but how? Like, well, I, I got this load, and, and I, I, I remember Sunday school, and, and we're supposed to just lay it at the altar and at your feet and, and leave it, right? And, and, but but I, 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 I don't even know how I got all of this on me, and I don't know how to take it off. I don't know how to unload some of this stuff. So how? I, I, it's a great scripture, Jesus, but how? I really need to know. So let's look at verse 29 again. He says, take my yoke. And if you know anything about a yoke, it's that thing that the oxen or livestock would, would, would put on and, 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 and to pull a load, right? So... And it's a wooden, and it goes around your neck, and and it it helps you share the load, right, with with another creature, right? And so, Jesus says, take my yoke. But see, you have to take it. He just doesn't put it on you. You have to choose to take it and put it on. There's a choice. You have something in that process. You have to do it, right? He's not going to do it for you. He's the... Take my yoke. You have to choose to put it on. Jesus said in verse 29, Let me teach you. That's very interesting that he would use this language. It almost, when I read that and, and I began to really kind of delve into it and, and, and dig into the scripture. It almost like I read that scripture before and I, ne- and I missed some of its meaning. I missed some of what Jesus was saying because he didn't say, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll take the load and make it all right. I'll take the load and make you feel good. I'll take the load and, 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 and you, you give you some relief. No, he says, take my yoke and let me teach you. Let me teach you. Okay, so this tells me that there's a process. This isn't just a a coming and dumping it, right? He's saying, take my yoke and let me teach you. In this process, there is something that Jesus wants to teach me. So why didn't he say, let me carry the load for you? He said, let me teach you. I, you and me or in the need for some instruction. So some instruction here. It involves a process. I need some knowledge that I don't carry, that, that I don't currently carry. Like Jesus wants to teach me something. He says, because I am humble and gentle at heart. Why did he say that? Let me teach you, take my yoke, you choose it, you put it on. But why did he say, because I am humble and gentle at heart? What he's saying there is, I don't want to keep this from you. It's not like a secret. I want to teach you to help you. I'm not going to withhold it. But you you have to go and get a cheat code to get to. No, I want to freely give it to you, but you got to take the yoke and you got to let me teach you. You got to let me teach you. And I'm willing to do that. I don't want to keep it from you. And when I teach you, you will find rest for your souls. Again, your heart, your mind, will, feelings, emotions, desires. Notice he's not mentioning your physical body, not once. Next slide will show you if we give or it, put it up there. There we go. I can't even read my own writing. If we give rest to our soul, our heart, our body will follow. Right. So if you get rest in your soul, in your inner man, your body will follow. How many have been tired in their body, but you were stirred up in your spirit in your heart? Right. And, and, and you and, and nobody knew you were tired. Nobody could tell you were dragging. But see, when you're when you're weary in your spirit, in your soul. It affects your body as well. And everybody can see it. Everybody can sense it. How many know what I'm talking about? So what is it that he wants to teach us? If we look back at the context when Jesus spoke this scripture, what and who was he talking to and what and what did he say right before this scripture? See, we teach in our school of ministry that context is king. That's right. So that, uh, there's still some students up in this place. I love it. So context is king. You can read a scripture and you can make it mean anything you want if you pull it out of context. But if you read a scripture in context, it gives greater and deeper meaning. And let me tell you this, there's always more than one. Jesus, he, when he spoke, he spoke in layers. He always spoke in layers. Like it meant one thing, but if you peel the onion back, it means something deeper and deeper and deeper, right? So context is king. So if we look at the context of this scripture that we read in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 and 29, What's the context? Who is he speaking to? See, I'm going to paraphrase it for you to let you know exactly what was happening. He just sent the disciples out two by two. He had just, was early on in his ministry, he was doing miracles and healing folks and, and going from place to place, village to village. And John the Baptist is thrown into to prison, and he sends the disciples out, his disciples out two by two, and, and it was at this point that Jesus was in the city and and he was ministering to people, and he was catching some flack for it, and John here, and John's disciple, John the Baptist's disciple, shows up on the scene. And I, I think John was a little butthurt, not going to lie. He's sitting in prison, and, and, and he's, he's hearing what Jesus is doing, and he's laid the foundation and the way for Jesus, but Jesus hasn't showed up. Jesus hasn't come to rescue him Jesus hasn't even acknowledged him or or sent any word to him as he sits in prison so he says something and I think he was trying to be sarcastic with Jesus or or, or I don't think he was really serious because the hurt behind his words were he sent his disciples to say are you the one or should we be looking for somebody else remember he already baptized Jesus (laughs) John the Baptist baptized Jesus. He saw heaven open and the Holy Spirit fall and heard audibly as everyone there did. The Heavenly Father say, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. How are you going to send your disciples a little while later and say, are you the one or do we need to look for somebody else? So that tells you kind of his mindset at the time. And Jesus begins to speak to the disciples and and he says, my fruit speaks for itself. It speaks for itself. Who else do you think this is? Right? So go back and tell John. Right? And so right right as he's as he's having this conversation, let's look at the scripture right before 11:28 and 29. Verse 25. It says, at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. Remember, he was addressing the crowd, and he addressed John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples. He says, and then it says, at that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. Oh, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it has pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. And then He says, come to me. All who are weary and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. See, in that scripture, in that prayer, He says that the hidden things are revealed to the childlike. But then He talks about that that God has entrusted, that the Father has entrusted everything to him, the Son. I want you to catch something here, and it's a theme that, that I speak quite often about. See, Jesus, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Jesus came here for one reason and one reason only, to connect you to the heart of the Father, period. Now, how he did that was he went to the cross and died for you, but he didn't stay there, right? Right? He was right. But his whole purpose for coming here was to connect you to the heart of the Father. See, sometimes in the way I don't know how you think, and the way you 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 process things like there's Jesus and, and and we we like, oh man, Jesus saved me and God, I I, I believe in you, Jesus. And, and then, but then our we, we separate that with, with like our relationship with God the Father, right? Like we separate like that's God the Father. I'm going to hang out with Jesus. I'm a little scared of him. Uh, but we, and, and the Holy Spirit, well, you're here to convict me, right? And we, we, like, we like, break it up. And it's like, no, they, they're all, they're this three in one. They work together. They work in tandem. They work perfectly together. And Jesus' sole reason for coming to the earth was to connect you to the Father, was to connect you to the Father. The, the Father. And he said, everything that, God has entrusted me. The Father's entrusted me. But the way he did it was he's going to reveal who he is to those who come to me as a son and a daughter. If you come to me as a son, as a as a child, as a son and a daughter would come to me, I'll reveal myself to you. I'll reveal myself to you. See, the father wants to, he wants us to know him intimately as dad, as as this, as papa, as, as someone that's safe, that you can just come to him as a child. I, I heard something, where's George, he's going to love me for saying this. So George turned me on this guy, I don't know if you guys know him, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, right? So, you, how many heard of him just by raising hands? Daniel, laughing. Okay, there's a few of you. So, George, <laughs> George got me, and I listened to him like four hours on the way to San Diego the other day. And it was, it was something that he said. Him and his wife, they have this program. And you know, he's he's a he, uh, he's a, he's a Jewish rabbi. Just amazing. He he's a friend of Christians, though. He loves Christians, uh, Messianic Christians. And he and so I was just listening to him. He's got a, a talk show, and one of the things he said about the Hebrew. Language and culture is this that just it rocked my world. It was, he said that in the Hebrew, there's a connection, like even in the language and in the relationship and how you describe a mother and the mother's heart to to a child. Right. Like it, it's connected, like even in the language, like it, it, it's you can't say mother without connecting it to like the heart of a child. Right. And, and vice versa, the child is connected like to the mother. Right. But purposely when you're talking about the father there's no connection to the child there's no connection to like in the language in the in the culture like there's no automatic connection and he said the we, the reason why is because the father and the child that relationship is supposed to be built like ideally the way it works is like you it's like brick by brick right a stone by stone like you you it, it, and it's in 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 the perfect Relationship between a father and a a child is that it's built over time through hanging out together. Like, and 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 you get to know who daddy is. You get to you get to uh, feel his protection and his safety when you're in his presence, and it's something that's like like well, moms, it's automatic. It's there. It's like moms, you know, you you could be a, on death row for, you know, killing 20 people, and your mom, oh, he, he just had a bad day, he's, uh, like, mom's connected to the son, right, right, she'll love him forever, even though he's an awful person, right, but there's something there that, that, that you have to build with daddy, right, and he made it this way, I believe that's what he's speaking to in this scripture, He wants you to come to him as a son and a daughter feeling safe with no fear that's why it pleases him to do it that way message slide verse 27 the father has entrusted Jesus with with revealing himself the father to us I want to play a video go ahead and key the lights Okay, I had to cut it short. <laughs> okay, the reason why I showed you that, I don't know who, have you ever seen that video before, the barnacle, the, the barnacle geese? So they build these nests, the parents build these nests way up, 400 feet up on the, this rock cliff, right? And then when the chicks are old enough, they don't push them out the, the nest, right? But there's only one way out, it's 400 feet down. They go to the bottom and they call, they literally call them. If you see the whole video, they're like squawking and like, hey, just jump. You're good. Right? And so, <laughs> I, I, I love that video if you watch the whole thing. That's the way, that's the way they leave the nest, guys. Think about that. It's, <laughs> for a few seconds, it's glorious, right? <laughs> it's a perfect launch. You're gliding, you're flying through the air, and you're like, man, I'm just like Daddy just like mommy and then wham you hit the rock <laughs> and you just tumble down and I'm sure they're thinking like you called me out of the nest for this you ca- you what kind of a parent are you you caught you stood there and said you can do it just jump you'll be okay and you launch yourself out and you're trusting That everything is going to be just as dad said it would be. And then you hit a rock, right? See, Jesus wanted to teach us when we read earlier when he said, let me teach you. He wants to teach you that God is a good God. He's a good father. He's never going to call you out and tell you to jump off a cliff so that you can bounce your way down to the bottom and hope that you survive. Matthew chapter 7, verse 9 says, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Here, kids, suck on a rock. You're hungry? Suck on a rock. Or if they ask you for a fish, do they Do you give a mistake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask Him? See, God works in perfect harmony within Himself. Jesus came to earth to reveal God as Father to us, and when you take the yoke of Jesus and allow Him to teach you, He will lead you straight to the Father. That is how He gives you in me rest. When you take his yoke and you allow him to teach you, he will when you when he when you yoke up with Jesus, I'm not talking about lift weights. I'm talking about when you when you connect up with him and you say Jesus, I'm I'm going to follow you. He takes you straight to the heart of the Father. That's where he takes you. Next slide. In fact, the greater your revelation of God as a good father, the greater rest you experience for your soul. Let me say it again. The greater your revelation of God as a good father, the greater rest you experience for your soul. I'm going to read one more scripture as we end. <laughs> I love this passage, and I'm going to set the scene for you really quick. This is right. This is the Last Supper. This is the Jesus is 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 about finished with three and a half years of ministry, and he's got his disciples. and And sometimes you, you know, we, we get a picture at a window briefly through scriptures on what it was like for the disciples. But you figure after three and a half years. <laughs> They should probably know Jesus a little better than what they did. Here they are. They're on the last night that they're going to spend with him, right? And they're just like, really? (laughs) And this is what's happening. Jesus is trying to explain some things to them. And and, uh, and so we're picking up this scene as he's with his disciples that last night. and, And some of the questions they ask, it's like, Lord, I know that I hope I never ask a dumb question like that. Uh, let me see where I'm at here. Three. First, let's start with verse 3. 14 uh, shoot, where I' at. Here. There we go. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He said, "When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am and you know the way where I am going. No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you're going, so how can we know the way? Right? Jesus is like, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. But then Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Did he not hear what Jesus just said? Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show the Father to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me, who does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. So here we are at the end, and this is why I know that it's a progressive journey that I'm on in experiencing Father. and experiencing Papa God as Father. Because if they walked with Jesus after three and a half years of are asking these questions then I know that I haven't arrived yet, that I haven't fully seen all that Jesus has for me to see as he reveals the Father's heart to me, right? I never reached that place where I I have it figured out, but there are some things that I've learned along the way. There's some things I'm a lot further along than where I used to be. And that is why I will keep preaching this message. That's why you will experience here you will experience teaching and preaching that points you to Father as God is, an, and he's a good, good Father. He's a good Father. And understanding that Jesus came to die for you, yes, but it was to connect you to the Father. Like, they work in tandem. They work in perfect harmony together, and it, along with the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus, right after this passage we just read, he says, and I will send the advocate, the next one. The Holy Spirit, because I'm leaving, because I'm so connected to the Father. I came here, I, I'm going to do what I came here to do, and then I'm going back with my heavenly Father. But I've made a way for you to come with me, and then I'll come back after I go and prepare that place. I'm going to come back, and we're all going to hang out together, yeah. right? We're all going to be together for eternity. And and, he's, and you, you can't imagine. He said, you no eyes see, no ears heard. You can't imagine what's in store for us. But in, in, until I come back, until that happens, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, what does He do? He points to Jesus, because Jesus is connected to the Father. The Holy Spirit always will point you to Jesus, and when you look at Jesus, you see the heart of the Father right? Always, always. That's how you know if it's the Holy Spirit or not. If he's not, if, if you think, oh, I think if, if, if there's a difference between conviction and condemnation, the Holy Spirit will convict you and it always draws you in to the heart of the Father. Condemnation pushes you away from God and says to isolate yourself. God's mad at you. You asked for some food and he gave you a rock. Suck on that rock. He's not that God. The enemy will lie to you and say that God is a mean God. He'll even use scripture to twist the story. He'll even use scripture and he'll mix in a little bit of the truth with a lie. And if you don't know the difference, if your heart has not understood Papa's heart yet, you'll believe it. You'll believe it. Hallelujah. Here's the deal. Whenever you feel loaded down, whenever there's so much on your plate, whenever you feel like that oversized load, the sign and the, sun, and the lights blinking, and you believe that You've taken on more that this burden that you carry, and you know that you weren't built for that. You know that, let let me just, and we've all been there. I, I go through the same thing. I know that I haven't spent enough time with the Father when I get like that. I'm just saying, if you come in here and we do life together and you're weary and wore out, and you want me to pray with you, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to walk with you, and we're going to get into the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to share with you the heart, God's heart, because it's in that, it's at his feet, it's it's in his presence where that load is going to be lifted, where you're, you're going to be able to offload some of that, and you're going to be re-established that 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 weariness he's going to fill you so just remember that if you if you if you reach a point where you feel wore out and it's not just in physical body where you just like lord i'm carrying too much and i'm weary jesus is saying come take my yoke He's not saying, come here so I can take the load off. He's saying, come, take my yoke. And when you do that, let me teach you. Let's go hang out with Dad. Because when you get into the presence of Almighty God, Almighty Father, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Like your, your, your problems and those things that weigh you down begin to shrink into nothing. Because he's the God of impossible. And he will fill you. That's why Sunday mornings, as a, as, a, as a leadership team, it's one of the most exciting times of the week. Because we come here and we first thing we do is we get together and we have our dream team rally. And we're excited because we know that we're preparing you guys, when you come in here, to experience the heart of the Father. That's why we do what we do that's why we say invite people invite people here just not so we can say oh we're a great church because we want people to experience god the father yes we want them to know jesus we want to know but see when you when you when you introduce them to jesus he's going to introduce them to the father it's it's inseparable so that's why we don't just go out and preach and say say this prayer and get saved and accept salvation and become a christian. No. Jesus said, "Go make disciples." What that means is you let me teach you. Come let me teach you about the heart of the Father. Let me teach you about God the Father. He's a good good God. Go ahead and close your eyes. We're going to pray. Lord, we just thank you this morning. Jesus, first of all, thank you for your word. Thank you that we could go to your word and you, you just display yourself through your words. Thank you that every one of us is a son and a daughter of the Most High Good Father. And that your whole heart, Father God, is to reveal yourself to build safety in relationship with us. And Jesus, your whole purpose for coming to earth was to reconnect us to the heart of the Father. You displayed what that looked like while you were here on earth. The love that you spread. The grace that you walked in. The power that you moved in was all from the heart of the Father. Lord, thank you for every man and woman and child in this church today. Lord, that they could come and no matter where they're at, no matter how much has been loaded on their plate, how much has been loaded on their trailer, so to speak, and that load that they're pulling, Lord, they can come to you, Jesus, and you're gonna lead them. To the heart of the Father, and you and Father, you're going to release them of that load. You're going to begin to speak to them as you would a son and a daughter. And reveal your heart to them. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for, for teaching us that. We love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.